Hey, everyone, this is Chris and Sandy Benton with the Chris and Sandy Show, where we get up close and personal with some amazing rising artists. And as always, today we've got a great show for you. We have Shane Owens. He's done a lot already in his career, and we're definitely excited to have him on as you get to know him. Shane, are you here? I'm here, man. Thank you guys for having me on, and I hope you all doing well. Oh, we yeah. are. Thank you. <laughs> Our biggest issue with this whole corona thing is, you know, we – we run our show from home, so it's not that part we yeah. we haven't hasn't changed. But we do it. We mm-hmm. have always done a lot of like day trips to places, and you know, so we're kind of miss that. And we miss <laughs> and church. Trail. We get church on Sunday and all that. Yes. Yeah, I know it's been tough on us all, you know. But like like uh, you know, we all got to put it in the good Lord's hands. We'll all get through it together. Uh, we're America mm-hmm. strong, and uh, we're, we we will survive. Yeah, but amen yeah. to that. We'll come out of this stronger mm-hmm. than ever. I think. Yeah, absolutely. We're definitely being tested, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> so, so as we get started, tell us a little bit, a little bit about who you are, where you're from, and a brief overview of you. Well, you know, if you love traditional country music, you know you're going to love what we do now. We've have, we've been so blessed to work with some of my heroes like Randy Travis, that was executive producer on the last record, and John Anderson, and uh, you know this mm-hmm. our, this new single we've got out now mm-hmm. takes on a whole new meaning because Joe Diffie was a writer yeah. on the song, and oh, he's wow. no with us. Sadly, he's no longer with us. One of the greatest voices of country music, but man, it just yeah. uh, we're we're awful. Uh, Humbled and excited about making traditional country music moving forward. And, you know, I grew up in a little town in Alabama where we uh, grew mm-hmm. up at my granddaddy's house listening to the Grand Old Opry mm-hmm. every Saturday night. So, uh, and my mm-hmm. and my grandmother played played piano in church. So she's one of my biggest influences as well. Oh wow! As we get started, what are some hobbies you like to do outside of music? I always, I always like to start with some little fun stuff. Well, you know, I love to hunt and fish, man. Like I say, I just got a great passion for traditional country music. We love to hunt and fish mm-hmm. out here. And, you know, since, since mm-hmm. we've been in quarantine, I, I feel sorry for so many people out there that are stuck in the, in apartment buildings in bigger cities. At least down here we can get out and go catch a catfish. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yeah. You know, and you could do it alone. You know, that's one of them things that where you don't have to have anybody there. You just get out there and just enjoy Absolutely. Just load the old truck That's up, right. go down to the catfish pond, and we've got we've got uh, over three thousand acres here. We hunt and fish on, and uh, we're just uh, you know my heart goes out to everybody out there that's stuck and stuck at home and can't get out and do anything. At least we can get out and uh, and see some beautiful country. Yeah, that's the truth. So, what's something unusual about you that people would find interesting? Well, you know, I'm just I'm 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 pretty easy. You know, I'm just old old throwback uh, <laughs> Alabama. Grew up, you know. Like I say, we don't we don't take much to crank my tractor. I just love to hunt and fish and all. But I, I love traditional country music. And if you if you if you own a Shane Owens record, or if you don't own a mm-hmm. Shane Owens record, we want you to get one. But you can see all you can hear all my influences in my music, like Randy Travis and Keith Whitley and Jones mm-hmm. and Haggard, all those artists I grew mm-hmm. up listening to. So how did the Randy Travis connection happen? Well, you know, my record label, uh, they're based out of Texas and Nashville. The owners, Daniel and Dana mm-hmm. Bloom, are great people. Mm-hmm. And uh, they were real good friends with Randy and Mary. And uh, they went out to dinner one night, and they said, we got this kid in Alabama. We want to sign a record deal. And Randy's like, well, let me hear it. Uh, him and uh, him and uh, Mary, his wife, mm-hmm. great friends mm-hmm. of mine. And, and uh, he listened to it, and he just fell in love with the record. And then we went in, and, and uh, he produced the record. And, hey, when you got Randy Travis in your corner, you can't go wrong. <laughs> Oh, that's the truth. And you know, you're our 76 or yeah, 76 artists we've interviewed Mm -hmm. since um, January 3rd, and it's amazing the stories we've heard that it's you know the where God just steps in, and it sounds like that's exactly what happened here. Absolutely, you know, uh, we we owe everything uh, owe, owe the good Lord and, and and all our our world leaders and everybody on the front lines out there a great gratitude. gratitude. Uh, without people like you guys taking the time to do this interview today and putting our music out there and letting everybody know who we are, uh, we owe you a great debt of gratitude as well. We just uh, we count our blessings every day. Uh, we love traditional country music and thanks to people like you, you make it happen for us. Well, we definitely appreciate that vote of confidence. Oh, we haven't even started yet, you know. But but you know, we do appreciate mm-hmm. all you that come on here because you know we're yeah. Even, we've been around the industry, I guess, about six years, but we, but our show's only not even four months old yet. 
Um, so, but we've done a lot in that short time. But it's funny how you know how all this comes together because we actually originally launched New Country Buzz back in 2014, and in 2015 we shut it down for personal reasons. It was just got too much work and it mm-hmm. wasn't making money yet. So, but you know, I'm sure you know that if you ever quit music, it don't quit you. And it's one of them things that it's got this pull, and that's what I felt because we went three years without doing this, doing um, New Country Buzz or anything. And I remember um, looking up online. I was like, oh, nobody's not bought New Country Buzz yet. Oh, nobody's not bought New Country <laughs> because I let go of the domain. And I remember end of 2018, I told Sandy, we got to relaunch. I, just, I feel it. We're supposed to do this. Mm-hmm. And had well, no you know, idea we were going to do a show. And here we are. Yeah, I tell everybody, uh, music, you know, I've, I've never, I've always walked the straight and narrow, never done anything mm-hmm. I wasn't supposed to do, but my music is the worst disease you can have, you know, it's something you can't get out of your heart and soul, and uh, it's a gift, you know, uh, what you guys do yep. is a gift, and, mm-hmm. and, and you know, the, the good Lord bless me to make traditional country music, and I don't take it for granted, so we all got a lot to be thankful <laughs> for, especially in times like now, uh, where we can't get mm-hmm. out and do our shows, luckily, for artists, we've got social media. We've been doing a lot of Facebook live shows lately, so that certainly helps. Most definitely. Because, again, yeah. you know, when it's in your blood, you definitely know when you're supposed to do this. So at what age did you know that, though? You know, as you, were, as you look back, was there ever a moment in your, in your younger career where you were like, you know what, I feel like I'm supposed to do this? You know, I, I, early on, uh, when I was in the, like the ninth or tenth grade, you know, I, I had a great passion for country music then. I used to sing then, but I never did. I didn't didn't have anywhere to play. I was too young to get into the mm-hmm. uh, the club scene and different <laughs> things like that. But I honed my craft. Like I said, my my grandmother played the uh, piano in a Southern Baptist church here in Alabama, and I learned a lot from her. She's one of my biggest heroes, and that's where I get a lot of my talent. Uh, but you know, it's just uh, I've always dreamed of doing this, and you know, the first time I got to play the Opry uh, was, was, was oh, wow. very exciting, and that's a, that's a dream come true. And if you'd have told me uh, ten, fifteen years ago when I started pursuing this, and, and, and that I was going to be playing the Opry, I'd have probably said, "Man, I don't know if y'all know what you're talking about." <laughs> <laughs> but I'm living proof, man. If you live right, you believe, and you. And you and you, uh, you know, trust in people. And we've got a great team. It takes a lot of people to pull this off. I've got a great record label and a lot of people that believe in what I'm doing. And a lot of legendary country artists that believe in what I'm doing. So it certainly helps. That is. And, you know, it's funny you're talking about that, um, about the whole um, – I forgot where I was going with that. But we'll be talking about your team in a little while. Because I, yeah. one thing I do different with this, with um, our show, though, with lots of people – I always like to bring out the team, too, and have you talk a little bit about the team. And you know what? Since we're talking about that, let's go on and do that. I can do that at this point of the thing anyway because it's my show, so I can change it around. (laughs) So so just tell us a little bit because, of course, a lot of people look at um, artists like yourself, and they see you, but they don't see the people around you. And it's like – it takes, like you said, a whole team to help you do what you do. So tell us a little bit about each of your team members that kind of help you go to that next level. Well, first of all, the owners of the label, they've got to believe, and they're all in. They believe in me. They believe in the talent the good Lord gave me. They believe in my songwriting ability. Uh, you know, when you get to where we're at now and start getting a whole lot of radio play and a lot of uh, people paying attention, we've got some of the best songwriters in the country pitching a song, mm-hmm. too. Everybody starts believing, right. but you know, it goes from everybody, from the people uh, working the Spotify and the Twitter pages and building your Facebook page and uh, taking care of all your social media stuff, making sure I'm supposed to be where I'm at uh, on time. And from the bus driver to the band, you know, I've got a great band. We're all like one big brotherhood. Uh, but the record label uh, president, Missy Query and Daniel and Dana and Kenny and Jan, all my road, my road crew, uh, you know, they mm-hmm. make me shine. Without them, none of this would be possible. Without you guys today, none of this would be possible. So I just consider myself lucky. Good Lord, give a lot of talent too, and I, I take every day, one day at a time. That is awesome. And, and you know, now I know where I was going a while ago. Um, you said that ten, fifteen years ago, you would have never imagined. <clears throat> I know exactly what you're feeling, because when Sandy and I first married, um, seventeen years ago, my ultimate goal in life was to be a motivational speaker. I mean, and I was all in. I didn't listen to music. I didn't say, I don't say, I'm not saying I didn't like music. I just didn't listen to music because I was one of them that believed 
that if you're in any type of business, you need to be listening to audios 24-7. And that was me. I mean, I was like – I was basically like a robot. I mean, I listen, 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 listen. We, I marry Sandy, and she's a huge country music fan, but music in general too. And mm-hmm. she's 24-7 music. So we realized really quick that that was going to be an issue. So we, you know, we came up to agreement. We both agreed that we'll do it 50-50. You know, we'll listen to music 50% of the time and audio stuff 50% of the time. And that worked for years. And I never, and like, like I said, my goal was to be a motivational speaker. Well, as we grew and started going to this country music stuff and all the music stuff and one thing led to another, here I am. Never could imagine that I would host a show because I thought I'd be speaking to thousands of people, and God still allows me to do that through a different platform. But by doing it this way, Sandy's with me. So we were able able to combine both our passions into one under this umbrella. Well, man, that's just the coolest thing for both of you to be doing something you love to do because – you know, I see so many people that go to work that don't like their jobs and all. I love to do what I do, and I'm blessed, and you guys are blessed in that aspect. And you're doing a great thing for artists like me, and you're having fun doing it. And that's what life's all about, man, being happy. Oh, yeah, we're, we definitely Oh, yes, we fun. love this. And, yeah. and what's funny, and I guess it's not funny, but you said that about how people are not happy. story that I tell on mm-hmm. every episode, which perfect lead-in for this story, because, um, you know, you hear people talk about, um, artists just need to go get a real job. I cringe when I hear that. I mean, I hate that term, and, um, real job. What's a real job, really, to be honest with you? Because, but I tell people that you know, artists don't need to – don't tell an artist to get a real job. they got something better, a passion. I've got friends of mine that say they're 10, 15 years in their career, and, they, and, they're, un, and they're miserable. And you sit down with them. Now, now not all my friends are like this, so – you know, who got careers. Some, some feel like it's a calling. That's great. But I'm talking about others. But I've got some friends where you sit down with them and they're miserable and you ask, well, what's, you know, you've got this great lifestyle. You've got this great family. Um, you've got this awesome career. And then, of course, some of them will stop you and say, that's the problem. The queer is the problem. I'm like, but you went to, you went to four, four, six, eight years of schooling for that career. And they're like, no. My parents pushed me this way. I never wanted to do this. I went for this way because that's where the money was. That's where everybody told me I should go because that's where the money was. And now they're miserable because they didn't go after their passion. They went after the money, and now they're miserable. Absolutely. You know, I don't think a lot of people understand country artists like myself. You know, I grew up, I took a construction mm-hmm. job. I've, I've, I've raised cattle. I've, I've, I've cattle farmed. I've hay farmed. I've done everything. Uh, farm farming. You can. I uh, grew up on a five generation farm mm-hmm. here in Alabama. We we worked mm-hmm. every day, um, you know, keeping up a farm and, and farming yeah. and different like that. But mm-hmm. I've had job construction and and and, and uh, so many different things, you know. And I think that uh, I used to uh, play uh, the honky tonks three or four nights a week and work a forty hour week job. So I know what it's like to work, and I I certainly count wow. my blessings every day because you know it's just. Uh, uh, it's just a blessing to be able to do what we're doing, and and you know we're still out here making our country music and doing what we love to do, mm-hmm. like you guys are. So everything mm-hmm. else is a bonus. Exactly, because you know we definitely understand everything you go through. Because as hosts, even though we have this show, right now it don't make money. We we still do like side gigs to stay afloat, like we do food delivery and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. We do different things to help us stay afloat while we build this brand, this show. Because this is our vision for the future, and but one day we know it will make money, you know. So we, you know, so as we're interviewing y'all and all that, and we, you know, we were we were like um, um, trying to build all this, and and so we to- totally understand where y'all are coming from. And I can remember when we first launched. Yeah, go ahead. Well, you know, a lot of people. The, the hardest thing on a, a country artist is when you're going 260 to 275 dates a year, and you've got mm-hmm. a family like. And I've been married 23 years to the most beautiful woman on earth, and I've got two beautiful boys. And, you know, that's where it hits you in the heartstrings. A lot of people don't get it, you know. Yeah. Um, when you work yeah. a 40-hour job, you can go home at night and be with your family. But there's there's three or four months at a time where we don't where we don't see each other, you know, when I'm out on the road. And that's that's the hardest thing about it. But, you know, you got to pay your dues, and yep. you, you certainly mm-hmm. can't do mm-hmm. my job sitting at home. <laughs> 
And you know what? (laughs) This is perfect, perfect lead in because one of the things that we do on this show is, you know, we always talk about the highs and the lows and we usually talk about the highs first and the lows, but you kind of went this way. So I'm going to go this way first. Um, As you know, like you said, the struggles, the sacrifices that y'all have to make. This is where, and I'm going to tell a small story on where I want this to go. Um, Back in 2014, we interviewed Allison Steele from Two Steel Girls when they were full-time in music. And one of the questions I asked Allison was, what advice would you give an up-and-coming artist? And she said, this is going to sound funny coming from someone full-time. She goes, but if your heart will not allow you to do anything outside of music, then go do that and don't and do um, music as a hobby. She says, because the sacrifices we have to make, the struggles we go through, she goes, we could have a bad day today, but if we have a gig tonight, we got to get on that stage like it's nothing. We got to sing songs that we hate, even though just because the audience may love the song, but it may be a song that reminds us of a memory that's sore. She goes, we still have to sing that. doesn't matter. It's what the audience wants. We have to wear so many masks at different times. You know. She goes, yeah, this may be a passion of ours, and we love what we do. She goes, but it's also a job once you go full time. So there is, you know, we have to treat it like a job. We have to treat it like a business. She goes, me and my daughter has to, sac- has to sacrifice, but our families have to sacrifice too for what we do, even though they're not part of this. She, but then she said, but – if your heart won't allow you to do anything outside of music, then go all in because being all in is the only way the sacrifices become worth it. Now, what do you think about what she said? And let's go there a little bit. Well, you know, I, I believe in my heart. Like I say, if, if, if it's meant to be, it's meant to be. But it, it's, mm-hmm. it's hard you know, being away from mm-hmm. your family all the time. And, and yeah. everybody makes sacrifices every day. And, and the truth of the matter yeah. is, reality is that uh, I'm in a business uh, where it can be Great on Monday and 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 bad on Friday. You can, I, you know, we're on the charts. Uh, we've had six singles in a row chart. That don't happen every day right. now because people don't go yeah. out and buy albums like they used to. They stream online. They mm-hmm. buy the single. Uh, you know, so it's just tough. And with everything we got going on in the country now, it makes it a little worse. So uh, I'm mm-hmm. I'm in a business where you can be on uh, top of the world on Monday and Friday, be off the chart. So every day. You have an opportunity to go out there and do something and make a difference and, and, and get your song mm-hmm. played and and be thankful for people to play your music. It's just uh, it's a blessing and it's something I don't take for granted. But you know, it's uh, whether you work whether you work a forty hour week in construction or, or play music, you know, every day you get an opportunity to go to work. You need to make the best of it. Yeah, and you know, sometimes I get you know I'm. Just, Sure, you get frustrated, like you were saying sometimes. But sometimes I, Sandy has to um, pull me off the cliffs with that because it's something like, you know what, this is just getting too much. Maybe I should just go get a what people call a real job. And and <laughs> Sandy will kind of la- and Sandy <laughs> will kind of laugh because um, since me and her have been married, we've always done like gig work, little small business things. We've done di- different things so that we could stay a twenty four seven couple that we've been seventeen years. We kind of live a different life than most people. And she's like, and she's like, are you you really think you could do a what people call a real job nowadays? I said, oh, you're right. Let's we got to keep building. <laughs> well, you know, I, it's like we were talking earlier. For you guys to be able to do what you love to do, and be able to do it together, that's something that's a blessing as well. Because that don't happen every day, you know. Everybody usually, uh, you know, like my wife, she's a she's a supervisor at a hospital, so she's been working mm-hmm. just endlessly around the clock with this COVID-19 going on and everything. Mm-hmm. It's just, to mm-hmm. me, when it comes to stuff like that, she's she's a hero. I'm just a singer in a band, you know. It's like our military and our front <laughs> leader and everything, you know, our, our first responders and everybody out there working mm-hmm. so hard to sure we're all mm-hmm. safe. It's just the best feeling in the world to know that we got people like her and so many different other ones in the world taking care of us for what we can do and, and be allowed to do what we love to do. And you can definitely thank her for us because we definitely need people like her out there doing what they do to kind of oh, help yeah. us get through this mess. Mm-hmm. So um, since we hit some of the um, struggle and sacrifice side, let's go to let's go back the other way. Um, career so far, um, 
what are some moments where you're like, wow? And, and I guess we can, since you already said the Opry, I knew that would be, I know that'd be one of them. So let's exclude that one out of this one because you've already talked about that one. But what are some other moments outside of that where you were like, wow, I got to do that? Well, you know, sharing the stage with uh, with uh, with uh, Randy Randy Travis uh, when I made my opera debut was a dream come true to bring him out with me, and uh, you know I got mm-hmm. to sing in studio with the legendary John Anderson on, on a song he had a hit with in 1981. We re-recorded called Chicken Truck. Oh wow! Fun little tune. Uh, you know, just to hang out with people like that. You know, I was 2018's Independent Country Music Artist of the Year, which was just an oh, amazing, wow. amazing feat. And, uh, you know, the new single is just it's blowing up on country radio now. And, uh, you know, it's just uh, having to sit at home with one of my biggest songs I've ever had on the radio is tough, man. Uh, you know, I can't get out of that door right now. It's the biggest song we've ever had on country music radio. But I'm having to sit here watching it climb the charts from home. <laughs> and which and which one is that one? It's called Love Me to Death. It's uh, already in the top 50 on Music Row. Uh, oh, wow. Number 11 on the truth country uh, indie charts right now and it's only been out three weeks and you know oh, what? That is awesome. I'll go, yeah this is perfect time for that since you're talking about that song we will take a small commercial break and then we will play mm-hmm. that song i got it loaded in here and then when we come back after the after the break and the song we will talk about the song how's that sound that sounds great all right just hang on there hey everyone We have partnered with another great podcast called the Sports Guys Podcast. You can find them over at thesportsguyspodcast.com. The Sports Guys Podcast is a sports and country music podcast hosted by Brandon, Nick, and Andy. They cover sports on a state, regional, and national level with many of the biggest names in the sports industry. The Sports Guys also host a Backstage Pass music segment where they go behind the scenes and talk with some of the biggest artists in country music, everything from Texas country, Americana, as well as Nashville artists. The Backstage Pass provides a more in-depth look at the musicians' rise in music as they talk about their career and tell stories about their music to share with their fans. Many of the same guests will be appearing on our show as well. Again, you can find them over at thesportsguyspodcast.com. It's a grand slam of sports and music. Please go over and check them out. Girl, I'm glad you're finally home. I've got your favorite music on. I've already run your bubble bag There's candles burning, just relax Been planning all day long, just want to get it right I've never been to heaven, but I want to go tonight Slip out of that cotton dress, I can't take no more If I die making love, what a way to I'm making love, what a way to go. 
um, the Hard mm-hmm. Rock Girl. I really love the concept of that song. I really do. <laughs> well, you know, that's one of those songs I, I sadly didn't have anything uh, to do with writing. I wish I would have. Uh, another friend of mm-hmm. mine gave it, which also was a songwriter on the, on the new single. Oh, wow. I mean, just, uh, you know, it's living mm-hmm. proof from a guy's perspective. Uh, you know, we can we can all act like we're tough up front and try to be macho. <laughs> but, uh, we can get our heart mm-hmm. broke just as, easy as anybody else can, yep. for sure. Exactly. So we're going to play that song real quick, and then we're going to come back and talk. Thank you. Yes. Yeah, you know, it's got a, it's got a great beat to it, man. It makes you want to tap your toe and get out there and make a two step across Texas. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and, and it's and it's such a truth worthy song too that people don't think about. Yeah, you know, uh, if you ever get a chance to watch the video, we shot the video of that song right there, right outside Nashville. Uh, you can go check it out, mm-hmm. and uh, it's a wonderful video and. Uh, just a, just another another song we were we were uh, blessed enough to have a hit with man. Like I say, the last five or six songs we've mm-hmm. put out have all went in the top forty on Music Row, and, and you know, and this, oh, wow. this song "I Love Me to Death" is really really taking off. And hopefully, we can get back out there and, and, and go to tour, and everybody in our world uh, yep. get back to some normalcy. Yep. Yeah. Now, the songs that you've written yourself, um, 
and, and of course it could be with co-writers and all that, but the songs that you've written, what song is the most meaning to you and why? Well, you know, I, I, I wrote um, a song called Thankful. Uh, you know, it's uh, I had a military song called 19 that really blew up in, uh, back around 2009. It was a big hit for us. And, but I wrote a song mm-hmm. called Thankful that's on the brand-new album, which the title for the brand-new album is called Thankful for Country Music. But the song Thankful mm-hmm. pays off to, to our military men and women that serve our country every day. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I say, mm-hmm. all said and done, they're the real heroes. I'm just a singer in a band as far as, as, far as that goes. They're, they're the real American heroes. But... This song's about a guy that goes over to Iraq and gets, uh, you know, he gets hit by friendly fire, and he, sadly he loses some limbs. And if you just listen to the song, it hits you in the heartstrings. Mm-hmm. It's called Thanks. And just because of what it stands for, uh, it'll move you. Yeah. And, you know, yeah. I love when artists give tribute to the military because, I, I, you know, I don't want our country to become like it was back in the Vietnam era where people, where military was spit on when they come back. I love to see that. People are standing up for our military nowadays. Absolutely. You know, that's something I think everybody needs to do. When you see a vet, go hug his neck or shake his hand and tell him thank you because he paid the ultimate sacrifice. Some of them did, and those that were lucky enough to make it home, uh, you know, they they suffer from so many different things, you know, uh, depression and different things like that. And we owe them a great debt of gratitude. Without them being on the front lines, like I say, me and you and uh, all three of us wouldn't be able to do what we love to do on a daily basis. Yep. Oh, and so although true. you say they're the real heroes, but and they are, but you know people yeah. like you are still heroes because um, think about life in our country or world, I should say. What if we took away music? Nothing would exist. So much, you know, the music is wrapped into every part of culture. Yeah, you know, I think that music is healing. It's a, it's a, it's a world healer, you know, in times. I see it a lot on my Facebook page. When we go live on Thursday night for an hour, I said in Central Time, uh, every Thursday night mm-hmm. for the next weeks because mm-hmm. we can't get our fans and get in front of our fans. We have thousands of people that jump on and say, mm-hmm. hey, man, we look forward to this all week. Uh, you give us an hour to get away from everything and, and, and entertain mm-hmm. us. Without social media, we couldn't do that. So we, we've got so many things to be to be thankful for today. I mean, we mm-hmm. a lot. Of, we all do at times take the small things for granted, but when you go through what we're going through now as a nation, and uh, uh, you, yep. you, everybody's seeing that the good Lord's got a, a funny way of waking us up and letting us know that hey, yep. things have got out of hand. Y'all need to love one another more. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Turn, turn to me more and believe in, in, in what the Bible says and, 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 and just love one another. Mm-hmm. And I think everybody respects one another more. Uh, we're all going to come out of this a lot better and be in a lot better yes. shape. Yes, we will. And, you, you know, you're talking about the healing of music. Sandy's got a story on that, on that too, for her childhood. Oh, yes, I was bullied a, a lot in junior high school and high school, and, and what really helped me through that time was being able to, to listen to music, to listen to songs that, that I could relate to that would get my mind off of the situation at that time. It was very healing. Yeah, you know, i seen uh, I seen something on Facebook that moved my heart yesterday. This nurse was... Uh, she had a guitar. She was in a, a nursing home facility where you know, the patients were sick, and she was going around with that acoustic guitar just singing gospel songs. And, the, and the, <laughs> oh, the, wow. those, those 75, 80, 90-year-old people in that nursing home's faces just lit up, and they started singing the words of these gospel oh, songs. Wow. And I, it just moved oh, me. Right? Yes. And, and so I, oh, I, I'm amazing. a firm believer. I'm a firm believer that music is a healer for sure. Yep, that's the power yeah. of music and the power of God because – you know, even in the Bible days, music was huge. You know, music's always been. <laughs> Absolutely. And, you know, and, uh, and, you know uh, everything that everything that the good Lord uh, has uh, has blessed us with, we just need to not take it for granted as much. You know, this has been a wake up call for so many people. But music, yep. Uh, you know, it can put a smile on somebody's face in a heartbeat, and I think that. <laughs> Uh, you know, I, I consider myself one of the chosen chosen ones and, and the very blessed <laughs> ones to be able to do what I do and, and write my yeah. songs and touch people. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's one of the most powerful things there are on the planet. <clears throat> and, and something that we're noticing, too, and, and, and uh, I'm really excited about this is, you know, we do a lot of food delivery. So we, are, we're, we drive around neighborhoods delivering food and stuff. So we've noticed 
that you're starting to see families come back together. You're starting to see families play in their yards. You're seeing families walk. I mean, you and we never and we've been doing the food delivery for over a year. We've never seen that mm-hmm. in the past. Now all of a sudden we see it all, all every neighborhood we go in. We're seeing that. Well, you know, it's like I said, Paul, this this is a funny term to say, but it's like I said, Paul, I think we all as a nation uh, forgot, uh, forgot, uh, you know, took a lot for granted. We we got we kind of got a little bit too big for our britches, as my mama used to say. (laughs) (laughs) And and the good Lord got a way of letting us know, hey, things are getting out of Uh hand. It's going to be my way or the highway. That's right. It's going to wake up call for everybody, you know. Exactly, and because we're talking about family, we always like to bring our eight-year-old on. He he loves to um, ask one question to each of our artists <laughs> that comes hey, on. Hey, that's cool. It's, it's a family affair. And when Caitlin, we got a one-year-old named Caitlin, and when she gets older, we'll plug her in too. <laughs> we we will. Business. Here's Christopher. Hi, Shane. What's your favorite food? My favorite food? Oh, you're going to make me uh... – Tell my diet now. I am a. I love steak, but I also love pizza too. When I want to cheat, I eat pizza. But uh, I love. I love a good steak off the grill. Uh, but you know, uh, in in this business, we have to try to watch our watch our figure. So I try to stay away from the uh, a pizza as much as I can. But I love a slice of pizza every now and then. That's so sweet, everybody. Thank you for asking me that question. So, so what is yours, little Chris? A pizza. A pizza? <laughs> yeah. Well, look, if you're ever down around Alabama, you drop down here in a little town called Samson, we'll go to the Pizza Hut, and I'll, I'll treat you. <laughs> Thank you. Bye. Yes, sir. <laughs> oh, man, that's so precious, man. So precious. Yeah. You know, I've always, ta- I've always been taught through my life uh, from mentors that if you want to inspire passion and purpose into your kids, you need to allow them to experience through you, and that's what we're absolutely. trying to do here. No, I, absolutely. I've always been, Lisa and I, we've always just, uh, you got to let them be kids, man. You know, I see a lot of people, mm-hmm. a lot of kids out there that don't mm-hmm. get that opportunity, and it's sad, you know. But i tell you something, even Saturday night, to watch them grow up as fast as they do. My youngest, yep. my boy's 16, my oldest one moved out, and i tell you, when they move out, it'll break <laughs> your heart. Oh yeah. yes, we're already dreading that someday. Yeah, I can, I can remember when Tanner moved out and Lisa was standing in the kitchen. I was crying like a baby. She said, "What's wrong with you?" I said, "I cannot believe our oldest son is moving out. What are we going to do?" <laughs> but and see, we had kids, and we had man, kids at an older age. Fast. Yeah, we've mm-hmm. had kids at older age. I'm 48, and I've got a you know eight year old and a one year old. All of my friends, their kids are pretty much in college or moved out, whatever, mm-hmm. and we're just starting. <laughs> oh man! I, <laughs> but they'll keep us young. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, they will, and spend as much time with them as you can, because you're going to blink one day and they're going to be moving out. And uh, you know, me and Lisa, uh, the youngest boy, he just turned 16, and uh, he was uh, mm-hmm. diagnosed with type one diabetes here about three weeks ago. So we we're adjusting oh, wow. to that. You never know what the what the uh, Future holds, but we're adjusting to that. Mm-hmm. He's getting on that, mm-hmm. so we're uh, we've uh, cleaned out all the sweets in the house. Wow! Well, we're going to keep that in prayers. Um, yeah, absolutely do. You know, he's he's taking it like a champ, man. But at sixteen, you know, it's uh it's very yeah. unfortunate. Oh, that's tough. Is almost mm-hmm. is almost shut down already. But we we put it in the good Lord's hand and we move on. Yep, exactly. Yeah. That's all we can do. So. um now you've co-written with a lot of people, so you, I'm curious about your answer on this one. If you could co-write from this point with anybody, dead or alive, or should they alive or dead, who would who would it be, and what would you want to write about? Man, it'd have to be Keith Whitley. I, he's one of my all-time oh. favorite country singers, and he was a great writer as well. He he died way mm-hmm. too soon. You know, mm-hmm. I knew, uh, and me and Keith had a lot in. Uh, in common as far as our, our vocal ability and mm-hmm. uh, and we love to write about he was stone cold country just like myself and you know if if I could have been a writer on that song over you or don't close your eyes two <laughs> of the best songs in country music I think that would have been even a bigger dream come true but uh, if I had the opportunity to definitely be able to sit down and uh, uh, to be a dream to be able to write with the, with the legendary Keith Whitley now if he was in front of you right now back alive what would be your first question to him uh 
man, that's I don't even know what I'd say. <laughs> I'd probably be like starstruck, my hero, man. I just want I'd ask him, uh, uh, you know, I just wanted to. I probably want to know how he got started. I know he got started in bluegrass, and and uh, you know what he thought was the difference in bluegrass and country, and and which one he liked the most, and uh, and just uh, where he got his influences from. Kind of pick yeah. his brain a little bit. That yeah. would be a cool. That would be cool to hear the story behind that. <clears throat> so, I'm about to ask a question, and I ask I ask this with a specific purpose, and I'll explain after I ask why I'm asking it in this way. Now, if you had a magic wand, and what you're about to say would for sure come true, where do you want to be in five years? And the reason I'm asking it this way is this past February made five years that we asked the exact same question to Kelsey Ballerini, and her answer was almost to the T of how she's living right now. And we just think that's just so cool that she had this vision that she created in her mind back five years ago before anybody really knew who she was, and now she's living that vision. So I like to get out the vision that you have for five years. Well, you know, I want to get back out there and tour again. I want to sell as many records as we can sell, but I want to touch as many people's lives as we can touch through our music. I think, uh, mm-hmm. you know, we've been blessed to be on the road with some of the biggest acts in country music, like Toby Keith and, and so many mm-hmm. different people, uh, Gretchen Wilson, and just different artists we've been able to front. But oh, I want wow. to, my, dream, my dream is to headline my own tour there you uh, with, go. My own, with a couple of my own opening acts, uh, sell a bunch of mm-hmm. records and get back and and, and and basically give back to, uh, I want to be the one I can give back to our community and all those that mm-hmm. have uh, suffered through all we're going through now and help as many people as we can. But the main thing is just to uh, uh, count our blessings every day and, and, and still be making country music. Yeah, I love that. You know, I love when people talk about they would love the headline because, you know, a lot of times artists don't really have that type of dream. But I love it when, when an artist can say, you know what? I'm not ashamed of this. This is where I want to go. I love that. Right. Well, when you know, when you mentioned headline, I mean, I, I've headlined a lot of concerts around uh, locally where I grew up and, and around Nashville and things like that, but I, my dream is to play stadiums like George Strait. Yeah. Being, being in, front of yeah. That kind of, be in front of that kind of crowd. Mm-hmm. If you're going to dream, dream big, you know? Yeah, That's exactly. Right. Uh, I think it was um, Donald Trump. It was one of the big people, but it might have been Donald Trump, but one of the big leaders, I remember – one of his quotes was, dream big or just don't dream at all. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I 100% agree with that. <laughs> so um, <laughs> let's say you had a friend that um, you heard sing. Now, this would be pre-COVID advice, so keep that in mind. But let's say you had a friend that um, has played maybe, five, maybe 10, 20 shows. So, so they're really just getting their feet wet within the music. Uh, and uh, and they've gotten on that stage, and they've looked over the crowd, and they just know. And they're like, you know, come to you. And they say, I've got that stage bug that every artist says, that when you get on that stage, there's just something clicks, that I know I'm supposed to do this with my life. What advice would you give that person to help guide them the next two, three, four years? The first thing I would tell them is make sure they keep the nose clean. Uh, don't burn any bridges in this business because all those people you see going on, uh, on on the way up, you can see them going on the way down. You know, you don't want to burn any bridges. You want to treat everybody with respect. Uh, keep your nose clean and, 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 and do do it because you love it, not because of the money or anything like that. Do it, yeah. do it and write your songs and perform mm-hmm. uh uh, with, a, with, a, with a talent the good Lord blessed you with And don't take anything for granted The, the main thing is not to take anything for granted Because like I said earlier yeah. I could be here today and gone tomorrow And you know I remember the Probably for me the best piece of advice I ever gave When we first launched this show I reached out to one of my Nashville friends And I asked um, What advice would you give us as Because he knows we, we love people like Bobby Bones And Ty Bentley And that's kind of who we look up to With our show um, people like that. <laughs> so he, he knows this. And, and so I reached out to him and asked him, and he says, um, the only advice I'd give you is be authentic. He said, because it, you, he says, maybe you can be another Bobby Bones or another Ty Bentley, but here's the problem. One day, authentic Chris is going to come out. And when authentic Chris comes out, your audience will leave you because they were attracted to fake Chris, not authentic Chris. If you right. if you keep it from the beginning authentic, 
the right audience will come. You might grow slow, but the right audience will come. Yeah, you know, and that that leads back to something I, I wanted to talk about earlier. Uh, when you groom mm-hmm. an artist, you know, I think there's so many different record labels in Nashville and around the world try to change uh, who the mm-hmm. artist is. Do that, I think you're absolutely uh, everything will go south quick because you, first of all, you're taking uh, their talent and trying to do something different with them or make something uh, take them out of their comfort zone. And when you do that, uh, mm-hmm. I think. You know, the reality of the situation is you're not letting them be themselves. And that's one thing I've been so blessed uh, for is my record label lets me be shamed. You know, they don't try to uh, make do anything I don't want to do or sing a song I don't want to sing or or, or, or give me ideas that I don't want to, you know, they they just let me be myself. And that's what got us to the plate and all the people surrounding me is what makes me, Mm -hmm. uh, uh, you know, shine. That is really awesome. And I love that they that they do that for you because that's important. Um, as we come to our last question here, and I could go all night long with you. <laughs> really, well, man, I, can't do. I, I can't thank you all enough. Y'all been so sweet. <laughs> oh, thank you. So, so what's a question that you wish hosts like us would ask, but they kind of never do? Wow. You know, I hardly ever get asked about my, uh, and this is personal, but my, 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 my relationship with my wife, you know, she's been one of my strongest influences. And you know, we usually do And you know what's funny? We usually talk about that. Let's talk we about that. You know, I, I, I owe her a great debt of gratitude as well. She's always pushed me to be the best I, I can be. And, you know, a lot of, there's not a lot of people out there that would put up uh, with what the industry throws at you every day, being mm-hmm. gone, you know, being, and being mm-hmm. uh, out there on the road and her staying home and, and raising the kids and doing right by the kids like she's she's done and sacrificing and working 40 or 50, 60 hours a week as a nurse. You know? yeah. she, so with that said, yeah. uh, out, of, out of everybody I mentioned being my hero, she, she's my number one hero, and I consider myself a very lucky man to have her in my corner. You know, and, and I know exactly what you're feeling like because uh, with like with us, you know, I went through 19 years of addictions until God healed me over 12 years ago. But the first five years of our marriage, I was still in, in the middle of those addictions. So Sandy had to put up with a lot of crap from me. Um, I crossed many lines. Now, I didn't cheat and I didn't hit her, so I didn't cross those lines. But I crossed a lot of lines that I'm not proud of. And um, But you know what? She always stood by me. She always uplifted me. She was always the cheerleader behind me because she knew we could do this, do different things. And I remember so many people over through the years have said uh, that she allowed me to walk over her. And I was like, no, no, that's, that's, that's not what she did. She allowed me to experience Christ's pure love through her. Because if Absolutely. she didn't do that, I'd, I'd probably be dead today. And we Absolutely. wouldn't have two kids. You know, they're, they're, that's that's such a sweet story, man. And you know, and I I commend both of you guys and 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 the, and the love you share for one another because that's one thing that's lacking in this world. You know, uh, being more honest and open with each other. And I think that a lot of people out there are missing that. You know, and I'm I thank mm-hmm. the good Lord every day for 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 Lisa and what she's done for me, just like you do her. And I think if uh, you know, this is kind of a joking thing. I was going to write a song. It was called uh, I Was Going to Put My Foot Down When She Leaves because every time she tells me something, <laughs> she's always right. And I, I joke about uh, people. As a matter of fact, me and Galen and Joe, before Joe passed away, we were, you know, we were all joking about uh, over the phone about writing a song mm-hmm. about me, kind of like the man being the boss, but we all know better. We know it, We know in the end that they're always right, and uh, uh, we better put our foot down when she leaves. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because I feel the same way with Sandy, you know, and we always joke with each other because we, we've set the bar so high for each other that, that if we ever split, which ain't happening, we couldn't yeah. move on because, so true. We've got, we you know, we, we live this different marriage. I mean, we, we, we've been mm-hmm. a 24-7 couple since the day we married. I mean, you know, we don't work regular jobs like most people. We've been together. We've, we, we're together Every day, all day. This is just what. This is just who we are, and well, man, so I'm, I'm, just our lives. <laughs> I'm so happy for y'all, and y'all living a dream. You know that that alone in itself is a dream to be able to uh, spend that much time together and, and share the passion for what you love to do. And I, you know, me and Lisa, we've been married going on twenty twenty three years, and nobody gave us a chance yeah. because I was in the music business, you know. And uh, mm-hmm. y'all wow. know, oh, wow. all the time, blah blah. And look back, we've got friends, and we really love that sadly are 
you know, that were married five or six years and divorced and remarried and divorced. Yep. Uh, here we are. And mm-hmm. I said, I said hey, you know, uh, maybe here we are still doing it, you know. So uh, here we are, and we're blessed to be raising two beautiful boys, and, and I'm living my dream in country music, and she's she's making sure people are staying alive, so it's pretty cool. Yeah. It's funny. We, awesome. we went through the exact same thing because, see, we, we met in a different way than most people. Back in 2002, we met online, and back then it was taboo. Not, it's not like it is now. But we met mm-hmm. on February 2nd of 2002. We talked on the phone for the first time February 4th. We set a wedding date by February 18th, 16 days after mm-hmm. we talked on the, I mean, after we chatted for the first time. And then we met in yeah. person, and then we met in person March 4th. Because she lived in Kentucky and I was in Georgia, so we were actually getting that we were meeting for the first time in person on who we were who we were planning on marrying. We had no idea. Now, granted, we seen pictures, of course, but outside of yeah. that, we didn't know anything. We, we we just knew God put us together for a reason. We just did, and and I lost friendships over that. I mean, people said you're just too crazy. I can't you know I can't even be around you with that. And you know what? Like you said, <laughs> many of the naysayers through the years have. Have have since married, divorced, married, divorced two, three, four times, and here it is, seventeen years later, when God puts two people together, nothing can break it. Absolutely, you know it's the coolest thing to have teenagers come over and want to spend the night with my kid. And we're, we're, we call we call everybody around here our community children because me and Lisa, we love everybody. Our our doors always open to anybody, you know. And uh, there's a lot of yeah. kids that mm-hmm. are a lot less fortunate to come over here. We feed and clothe and whatever we got to do, treat them like our own. But it's mm-hmm. the coolest thing for a 15, 16 year old child to look up and say, "When I grow up and get married, I want to be like you and Miss Lisa." And I, I, that's one of the most coolest <laughs> compliments because we joke, oh, we, awesome. we have fun with them, we love them. We're, yeah. we're the same all the time, you know. Mm-hmm. We feed off each other's love for one another, and I think it's one of the coolest things for couples. Uh, you know, my grandmother and granddaddy, until up until my grandmother passed away, were married 62 years. And, uh, oh wow! It's, it's just one of those things. I think it, I think I count our blessings every day for everything, and not not take the little things for granted as well. And, and you know, I'm glad you brought up the marriage stuff because again, that's one of my passions is marriage. And I'm surprised I did not ask about the wife because usually we do, and I missed that yeah. one <laughs> through this. Um, because usually we, you know, we try to hit all about round life, not just you know, as you've seen. We don't want to, yeah. We want to talk about your music, but we want to talk about you, you know, because you are what makes the music matter. And that's why. And when we, because I remember when we first started this show, I told Sandy we got to find a way to be different than everybody out there that's doing shows like this. Now, granted, we're married. That's, I mean, that I think less than one percent of the hosts out there are married couples doing it. So that's one thing. But I didn't. I want to be more different than that. And I was like, I know what we're going to do. We're going to allow artists to tell their stories, pieces of their story, not just their music story, but their life story. And that's how we're going to be different. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I hope we've done that for you. Man, you know, I, this has been a blessing. I can't thank you all enough for having me on today. And I'm telling you, I have thoroughly enjoyed this. Anytime uh, we can get together in the near future, let's do it again. Sounds we, good. Absolutely. We, we, look, we, we definitely will. look yeah. forward to that. And you ha- and you have a blessed day. And I'm gonna say three things before I get off here. I always say, God okay. bless our oh, country. Oh, 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 that, oh, that's right. Go on oh, and yeah. tell. Also, uh, I almost forgot. I can't believe I almost forgot this. Self promotion time. Tell people how you can, how they can reach you, and then you can tell your three things. All right, everybody. You can go to ShaneOwensCountryMusic.com and check us out on the World Wide Web. And go to all our social media outlets, but at ShaneOwensCountryMusic.com. And before we go, I want to say God bless our country. God bless you guys, and God bless country music. Amen to that. Yes. And we, that's a Amen. great way to end. I always say it, man. <laughs> uh, thank you so much for being on our show today. Yeah. We appreciate you coming on. I said to behave. I, we, we will. will. <laughs> we'll talk with you right. soon. Bye-bye. Bye. All right, bye. Hey, everyone. Hope you really enjoyed today's show. Um, Shane is a really awesome guy. You need to really get to know him. Go check his stuff out. And it's the only show we have today, and tomorrow we've got one more show coming at you. And one cool thing is tomorrow we'll make 77 shows that we've done, or, I mean interviews that we've done in four months. We're proud of that. And we're looking forward to 300 sh- 
shows this year, and we'll see you tomorrow.